don't cut me off, let me finish. My name is G Weave. We about to get into some sports today. So sit back and let's go for the ride. So you know we about to get right into it. I'm not gonna waste no time. I'm about to get ready to grind my gears. So you know, Stephen A is always giving me material. One thing I learned about Stephen A. Smith is that he worry about other people's money. Have y'all caught wind to that? I know I have. Now, the topic of discussion is James Harden. James Harden is due a supermax. Now, let me not be, be, uh, let me not hold my tongue back when I say this. Based off how James Harden plays these past few years, the effort that he has been putting in would I invest in James Harden just off pure work ethic alone is it a good business decision and when I go back and it's like looking at stock you buy a stock you see that a stock holds its value it's a good turnover you can make a profit. You keep buying that stock. But then when you get a stock that fluctuates, it goes up and down. And of lately, it's been down. It hasn't showed that. It, ha- it holds great value. Now, when I see that, now I'm taking a risk. Am I willing, am I willing to risk on that stock? But remember, that stock at one point was very good, very profitable. But of lately, the stock has not been doing well. And it's risky now. But it's one of those stocks that if if you if you if you go in high, you get great reward. But also if you go in high, have massive losses and that's how I view James Harden but before I get to that I want to focus in on how Stephen A. Smith worries about other people's money and the bad thing about it is he's doing it on national TV and he's serious about it remember you can't take this man serious when he's more focused on what city a game is going to be played in because he want to be able to soil his royal oats in Miami. He don't want to be in a cold state. He let that be known. Oh, unless it's New York City. See, so you can't really take him serious because he's thinking with his little head 
and not his big head. That's all that's really about, to keep it 100. But I want you guys to listen to T Stephen Naismith. He's on the podium with two other people. And I want you to hear what he says, so I'm going to let it go ahead and play. Change the damn question because we all know the answer is he can't lead them to the championship. That's going to be Joel and B. Let's get down to it. Let, let, let's revisit yesterday's question. And today with you on Get Up with JJ. Uh, yeah, what is your feeling about James Harden receiving the so match? So this is JJ okay, Reddick and Pat okay, Bev. That's the different question. I'm changing. I'm, I'm, I want to go there. Go okay, ahead there. 22.5 points a game, 10.2 assists a game, 8 rebounds a game. A super match. Sound like Supermax oh, to me. That's Supermax. LeBron did it, Supermax. Luca did it, Supermax. Steph did it, Supermax. James Harden did it, Supermax. Regardless of the age right now. Okay. JJ, you want him or you want me to go first? You can go first. I already had him this morning and I already what killed him. What do you mean, had morning. me? What, is that? what do you mean, had me? That no mean, it, well, I'll explain what that means. I'll explain what that means, Bev. We had it at the table. I'll explain, Bev. Bev, Bev. Okay, yeah. JJ, yeah, just, JJ. I had you at the table. Okay, okay. We talked about JJ. it JJ. I got it now. You go first. JJ, JJ. Like I got him. I got him. I'm a detailed man. I like details. That's all. I'm not. Bev, that was asinine. That was asinine. I learned he wants clarification. But that's good in any situation, friendship or relationship. It's also good in journalism. In the relationships, too. Y'all yeah. ready to listen? Agree. I mean, right. when you ready to listen. I mean, I'm chilling in Miami. I take your time. When you no. ready to listen, I'll speak. You Let's ready? Go. Now, here we go. That's ass. I know you're going to give us five asinine. minutes or something. That's, a, that's asinine, and you damn well know it. He doesn't deserve the max. And see, this is, the, this is the part that ticks me off, okay? So, with James Harden, right, you, you on Instagram and stuff like that, let me say this, because you guys are witnesses to this right now. This is live. This ain't taped. Your comments ain't edited out. This is live television we'll be on. James Harden, why don't you come on first take, bro? I'll give you the whole two hours. I'll give you the whole two hours. I dare you to sit up in front of me right now, right on this show, live, any day of the week. And I love James Harden. I want you to sit up and tell me you deserve the max. There's no way in hell he can make that argument. He hasn't played like the James Harden. We know he had a 22-10-7. Give him that. No doubt about it. The brother can still play. He's a starter in this league. He's an all-star caliber player. We get all of that. But a contract that ultimately, when you kick in next year's $47 million, if you, uh, and then you extend it four years, a $275 million deal for James Harden, where he's getting paid $60 million at the year, at the age of 37, when we've already seen slippage, you must be out your damn mind. Here's the bottom line. James Harden has lost a step. The separation that he once gained against defenders is no longer existent. We understand that playoff situations which is where you really really make your money he's come up short i don't enjoy saying that about him i root for the brother but the fact of the matter is that is what has happened there is no doubt about it and you going meaning him you going on instagram talking about you just listening and you just soaking it all in like somehow you have been victimized by people telling the truth is just unfair james harden showed up in a closeout game he is fresh off of attempting two shots in the second half. And I've said this, Bev. Put that brother in crutches on one leg, and James Harden can get off more than two shots in a game. This is James Harden we're talking about. How the hell that happened? Ultimately, what it comes down to is what have you actually done? Now, what can you do? That's a part of it. The All other right. part is what did you do? And when it comes to the point, point postseason, 
He hasn't stepped up. He's never been in an NBA final. He went to the NBA finals once in Oklahoma City as a reserve. Since he's been the face of a franchise. And when you talk about Supermax. So I'm going to have to stop Stephen A. Smith right there. It really makes some valid points. I ain't going to lie when I'm listening to him. But Stephen, let's keep it 100. James Harden been getting paid that much money with the same results that we're getting now. That's a fact. You can talk about he getting old, he losing the step, but when he was young and he had a step, they still was paying him. So, I get what you're saying, but he's been getting that money. And on the other end, I see the downside to it. You make another good point. He is getting older. He is losing a step. But we also can say he's not in great condition. He's allowed to have an offseason to rededicate himself. And that's what I think Philadelphia is going to tell him to do. Because obviously Daryl Morey loves James Harden. And he knows the potential. And he's still in his prime. He's out of shape. He looks out of shape. He's always partying. He's not focused. Like I said, he's bad stock. You partying. You're kicking it. You're not into the game. You look disinterested. You're out of shape. You're not dedicated to not only your health and yourself, you're not showing dedication to the team. That's trying to win a championship. So you're bad stock. You have no value. Why should I invest? Tell me, why should I invest my money in you? What return will I get? That's the conversation that you have with James Harden. If you want to give him that type of money. And that's what I'll expect the GM for the 76ers to do. But you don't have to get into this man's pocket. He got a family to feed. <laughs> and I know people going to say, come on, bro, this dude done made a half a billion dollars. But the point being is, when another man speaks on your money and stops you from making another quarter billion, that's a problem. We can easily speak on Stephen A. Smith. What is somebody talking about his money? Or sometimes he has some of the silliest takes, but they don't because you try to respect the person's opinion. You ain't got to get on TV calling people names and stuff like that. But sometimes you do. It's entertainment. I do it. Like when it comes to Big Perk. Perk always say stuff that don't make sense, and I believe this because his beard is like 30 pounds. So he can't fully get out the right answers. So we always say something not that bright. But Stephen A. is always in somebody else's pocket. Stay out of people's pocket. If you feel like they shouldn't resign him and he's not worth that type of contract, then you come with a debate about that. Your debate is, his performance. But that has been there. 
He's been playing like that. He hasn't been played playing well in the playoffs. That's that's not new. Even when he was with Houston. So that's not nothing to really throw out there. The question is now, he's 32 years old. He came in out of shape. He didn't look very interested. He's focused more on hanging out with the rappers, partying, playing around, throwing money, watching strippers, like he's never done that before. James Harden, you've been rich for a long time. You've seen many of women. It's nothing new. If James Harden really wanted to dedicate himself to the game, he can. The difference is, like I said, he got a half a billy already. He financially set. He don't give a care. His dedication ain't there no more. He ain't the James Harden that was in OKC who didn't have that fat contract coming off the bench trying to prove something. He's not him. He's James Harden that ain't got a 200 and some dollar shoe contract, 200 and some dollar basketball contract. Come on, man. He full of money. Even if he don't get another deal, plus his pet player option is $47 million. So if that's his last deal, as far as max-wise, he's still going to get over $100-something million. But leave that up to the organization. We don't need Stephen A. Smith. My fault. Naismith. Haterade. See, he sits on the shelf sipping Haterade all day. I don't know what flavor he was drinking this time. Probably cherry. Yeah, cherry. <laughs> but he really just need to stop being in other people's pocket, man. That really grind my gears about Stephen A. Smith. It really does. Moving forward. A few moments later. Boston came back and bust Miami ass. <laughs> Well, well, like I said, I prefer Miami to win because Boston beat the Bucks. But if Boston beat the Bucks, and we said the Bucks can beat Miami, then Boston can beat Miami. If we say the Bucks can win the championship and Boston beat the Bucks, then Boston can win the championship. And I'm saying that the Bucks would have beat the Golden State Warriors. So Boston can beat the Golden State Warriors. I'm still up in the air. I'm still leaning Miami because of the three Milwaukee uh, players and one Marquette representing player. But reality is, after seeing this ass whooping, it's possible that Boston can win. And they may go home. And if they do go home and win two games, it's over. It's over. See, Miami don't have Giannis. Somebody that can put the team on his back and strike fear in the other team. So, uh, wow, yeah, I'm still leaning Miami, but god damn, you talk about getting your ass whipped. <laughs> Whip it good. Anyway, on to the next. A few moments later. So, Jimbo Fisher finally responded to Nick Saban. And my question is, Jimbo, if you ain't did nothing wrong, if you know you ain't did 
my mama always said, if somebody accusing you of something and you know you ain't did nothing, it's no need for you to get defensive. You respond one time, the one person want to continue to keep going on about it, you leave it alone and move forward. Once I say I ain't do something, I ain't do it. I'm not going to keep saying it. And I'm not going to get angry and defensive. And that's how Jimbo Fisher style. See, Saban said that in a calm manner. He didn't show any anger. He was just speaking how he felt about the situation and how he felt about the Texas A&M program. Jimbo, on the other hand, very emotional, very angry, almost like attack mode, talking about what skeletons in the closet that Sabins has. That sounds like someone that's guilty of something. If you're not guilty of what he's saying, don't get angry. You have already responded to that. There's no need to come back and do it again. And the players that's coming into your program, they're not 17. They're, they're 18 years old. But I get it sounds much better saying 17. You may get a few players here and there that graduate early, but the average age of graduation going into college is 18, 19. So these are adults. They're not minors. You are capable as an 18-year-old to make decisions. Do you have the guidance of your parents? Of course you do. But when you move out of your house and go get an apartment at 18, you don't need your parents' permission. Only thing you can do at 18 is get into a bar. And I believe own a gun. You gotta be 21. I'm not for sure about that. But the only thing that make you an adult is when you're able to get into bars and you're legitly 21, then you're legitly, quote-unquote, an adult. But other than that, at 18, you can do whatever you want to do, as long as it's not anything that requires you to be 21 years old. So, they're not naive children. But they definitely need guidance from their parents when it comes to situations like the name, image, and likeness. You want to make sure that you're not being screwed over. Jimbo, bro, pump the brakes, man. You ain't, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta do all that. Let Satan continue to mouth off. You don't have to respond. You're not doing anything in the wrong. What you're doing, even if you're doing that, is still legal. There's nothing in the rules that say you can't offer a player. Hey, you, you can get an NIL from the car dealership and get two hundred and fifty thousand if you come here. I don't see anything written up saying that uh, you can't do that. So it's up to the NCAA to get that straightened out. And that's a fact. It's up to them to straighten that situation out. It's not up to uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban can say what he want to say. He don't have no proof. <laughs> Saban just kind of mad. Because he know he's going to have to start probably doing the same thing to compete with these other schools. I don't think Saban wants to do that. He likes the conventional way. And to be honest, there's nothing wrong with the conventional way. There's nothing wrong at all. 
So, I don't know. It's interesting, that situation. But once they started to let players get money and they should have known that this was going to happen, I think all they can do right now is try to lock in and figure out how to deal with it. That's, that's really all they can really do. So, moving on. A few moments later. I got another snippet of Stephen A., Pat Bev, J.J. Riddick talking about taking Curry or Luka Doncic. Would you rather take Curry or Luka on the game on the line? Hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Let's see what these brothers got to say, and I'll chime in. This is Steph Curry. He's the MVP of cryptocurrency. No. But you are an expert, right? Definitely not. I'm not an expert, and I don't need to be. All I need is FTX. It's the place to learn about crypto. Can you at least teach me how to shoot free throws? No, Shaq, he can't. Sound like you want to say something, JJ. I don't know why you're so hesitant when I said something last Yeah, show. why are you so I'm frustrated? Because, like, explain because, it to me, please. Because Spider Stephen Mark. A, he bobs and weaves. He bobs and weaves. You, duck, you get him in a corner, he slips out. You get him in another Stephen corner. Stephen A, sup. Stop, stop sweating him, JJ, nice, please. Way, stop riding about Steph Curry's greatness, which it was is actually not two minutes and 15 seconds. It's not what we're okay. talking about here, Stephen A. We're talking about having the basketball with the game on the line. We're talking. That's what we're talking about. Steph, Steph Curry is an all-timer. He is the best shooter ever. He is a champion. He should have been Finals MVP in 2015. He's one of the greatest players ever. That's all a fact. We're talking about it right now in 2022. Who would you rather have with with the ball with the game on the line? Steph. It's clearly Luka Doncic. Steph. It's clearly Luka. It's, it's Steph. Steph. They're, Steph. Guys, not even close. Guys, Steph. think about all the stuff. That, uh, this is not a knock on Steph. Think about all the stuff that you have to do, all the people that you have to involve to get Steph Curry a shot at the end of the game. Think about all the, all the action you have to run. I don't think you know what you have to do with Luka? You give him the ball. That's you very the disingenuous ball, And he's going to create a good shot. He did it twice that, in the regular season. They doubled. He kicked to Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie made the shot. Luka, the size matters. The size matters at the end of a game. Not with Steph Curry. Not with Steph Curry. Not, he, he, he breaks the realm of shooting when you talk about a, a player. And I understand movement. I understand a few moments later. That, that can take two dribbles over half court. Now, it may be blasphemous or blasphemy, Flint, whatever. <laughs> But, um, let me get off the male voice. But, um, anyway, J.J. Reddick is right, and I understand what he's trying to say. He's basically saying that, look, Steph Curry, you have, Steph Curry, you have to do all this picking, help him to get around screens for him to get a good look at the shot. With Luka, who's 6'8", 6'9", you get him the ball who can actually create off the dribble, step back, and shoot over a guard or or even a player, because most players he's taller than. We've seen it happen this year, and he's not talking about Steph Curry's. Uh, we know he's the greatest shooter of all time, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this year right now. And I think what Stephen A. and Pat Beverly is in love with is just that the, 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 just the history of these last few years of Steph Curry, how great he's been. 
how dominant he's been and scoring and all those type things. But as far as this year right now, it hasn't been that type of a year. And though he's, yes, he is a deadly shooter, but it's been more of a collective group that's been killing. It hasn't happened to be Steph Curry scoring 35 points. As you can see, you got Jordan Poole. You got um, uh, uh, what's my brother's name that uh played? Can't think of his name. Ah uh, man, I can't I can't think of his name right now. But he um uh, he was holding Luka Doncic very well. Um, you have um, you know Clay. You got other players that's stepping up. And scoring to where he don't have to score 30. Ah, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. So you got, man, you got, it's so even across the board. It's so even across the board that you don't have to lean on uh, Steph so much. So as he's not the same player as far as what we were, what we expect to see from him due to the fact that he has to do that. Or he's just so potent. You know, he's getting older too as well. And you do, he do have to fight around a lot of screens. It's almost like Reggie Miller when he's with Indiana. You know, he, but Steph was a, is a creator. He just haven't been doing as much because he can dribble, he can shake, he can do all those things. But he is 6'3". You know, so he does have to do things to get the shot off sometimes. And that's what makes him so great because his release is so fast. So what, what he's saying is actually factual. But I can understand Stephen A. and Beverly just being, it's Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. It's not blasphemy. It's, it's called basketball one-on-one. It's called basketball IQ. See, Stephen A. don't really have the basketball IQ. He has the visual and sit on the sideline for 20 years IQ, but he don't have the basketball IQ. Because if he did, even if you didn't make it to the NBA, and even if you didn't play major college ball, if you just played semi-pro, everybody knows that, you know, with a shooter that's not that tall, and you have to help him get open. Uh, that's that that's that's basically telling you that hey man he he's 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 a good player he can he can move he can shake and bake but it's possible you put a long player on him they can block the shot. You have a tall player who can do the same thing with the movement with the ball, but he can get the shot off by himself. He doesn't need uh, you to set screens for him. And it's okay, you know Reggie was a person that just wasn't great with the ball handling. He needed to be. Uh, a little help for him to get around the corners. And that's why they set a lot of picks for him because he was a deadly shooter as well. So J.J. Redick is right on the money. And once again, I hate to say it, but Stephen Naismith is wrong. And Pat Beverly, you know, he just, you know, voicing his opinion. But, you know, I just, I don't agree. But Stephen A., you know, he's wrong. You know, you always got to throw out these big words. No, you're wrong, bro. You're just wrong. <laughs> That's all it's about. You're wrong. So I want to go to another topic here. Uh, and we were talking about uh, we, we were talking about Nick Saban. And I want to go in to what Nick Saban did when he was talking about Deion Sanders. Now, at this point, when he did do this, I felt like Nick Saban was going into straight hater mode. And he was going into hater mode because – Everybody knows that uh, Jackson State, uh, I think that's the school that Dion uh, coaches at, is a small school, and they don't get nobody. 
you know. So let me let you listen to these guys real says, quick. Texas A&M bought their players to land the nation's number one recruiting class. Don't forget, Alabama came in at number two. Saban also called out Deion Sanders, saying, quote, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to the school. They bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. All right, Dion did respond via Twitter. Take a look. You best believe I will address that lie, Coach Saban told tomorrow. I was awakened by my son that sent me the article stating that we paid Travis Hunter a million to play at Jackson State. We as a people don't have to pay our people to play with our people. <laughs> this is getting dicey. Shannon, what's your reaction to all of this? I didn't like hearing this from Coach Saban. Um, Coach Saban, guys, nobody had a problem, Skip. Long as they're getting guys that they didn't want, Jack, uh, 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 Alabama and Texas A&M and Clemson and Georgia did not have a problem. As long as they can get their hands on a Travis Hunter, they cool. But now all of a sudden, a Travis Hunter spurns them and goes to Jackson State. Why? Why you? And Skip, it's like it's like this beautiful girl, and she's not wanting to be with the, the, the team captain, the football player. She want to be with the other guy. Why? Well, what, what he got that I don't got? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I just like him better than I like you. Maybe. Maybe I just wanted to go there and I didn't want to go there. Little old Jackson State. First yep. of all, Coach Saban, what all you had to do is say, look, there are some teams, and, and everybody's doing it. All the NIL, NIL did yep. was made it legal yep. for student athletes to get paid, get compensation yep. for a service. Mm -hmm. That's all they did. Because they, this has been going on for Skip for the longest time. They bought mom a microwave. Or then they bought mom a mom or grandma a refrigerator. And then the really big schools came in and built a damn house around the microwave and refrigerator. They did. Uh, they bought cars. Yep. So now all of a sudden, Coach Saban, Texas A&M, every guy they got. So you mean to tell me the man that signed more five, four, and five-star recruits than everybody went there because they love Alabama. These kids coming from California ain't never been to the country in their damn life. Want to go to Alabama? Well, Bryce Young came from California. Modern day. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Mm. Man, stop this, Coach Saban. All they did is it levels the playing field. Now, all of a sudden, you and these other Power 5 schools don't have a decided advantage. Skip, a million dollars. The kid got a million dollars. So what if he did? I don't know if Jackson State got a million dollars in their budget. <laughs> They ain't got no boosters like Texas A&M, like Alabama, that like is Georgia. That a good point. I thought of that when I first read this story. I was like, where did they come up with a million? Yeah. Man, stop this. Coach Saban, you lose one guy or you lose a couple of guys. Texas A&M got some guys that you got that you wanted or Georgia got some guys that you wanted or some of these other teams. How many guys do you think Coach Saban has gotten mm. that – Texas A&M, that University of Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, Skip wanted. And now all of a sudden, because the NIL, NIL mm -hmm. has kind of leveled the playing field, it's not totally level because them boosters at them Texas schools and them boosters at Ohio State and them Power 5 schools, them guys that they got them billionaires that they can come in there and like, oh, I saw a Texas kid, got a, he got a Lamborghini deal. Let's stop this. I, I do not believe Dion would have, look, you know, that's one of my best friends. Talk to him all the time. I do not believe he would have responded. This is between Coach Saban and Texas A&M. He said, but you sent for me. He did. If you sent for me, I got to come for you. Almost as an afterthought. Yeah. It was, it was all about A&M for a while. Right. And all of a sudden, he takes <laughs> it. So real quick, because I already talked about the Nick Saban situation.
it does sound like Nick Saban is crying and whining. And my thing is, you were second in the recruiting. Just because you win the best, have the best recruiting class, don't mean you're going to win the championship. The NIL is basically allowing these players to be paid. And like I said before, these guys have been beating their body up since Pop Warner. So I just think Nick Saban's just going to have to get into the game. You know, it's unfortunate um, that he feels that way. But, you know, Nick Saban, you got a fat contract, a lot of money to coach. These kids are broke and poor. You know, nine times out of ten, people are watching him because of your players that you have. You have a superstar players that, that, that you know, they deserve some type of compensation. They shouldn't have to wait to get to the league. You can tear your knee. Anything can happen. You get, you're one hit away to be your career being over. So if they have an opportunity to get money and to bat and to and to pad their their, their their savings and to have a situation that they can be at least comfortable, you know, you should shouldn't really trip. And unless you got proof, like I said, Jimbo shouldn't even respond. But unless you got proof that that's what he's doing, you know, you can't really say that. I just think that he's frustrated. That like like Shannon said, he lost a couple recruits. Then you're gonna hit on a small school like Jackson State, and and that just make you feel like these are players that you probably wanted, got upset, and the way you looked at it is they had to pay him. But if they did pay him, or if he had some type of nil deal, it's all legit. It doesn't matter. They chose to stay where they wanted to stay and go where they wanted to go. He wanted to go to Jackson State. Deion Sanders is building that program up. We're talking about small black colleges that don't get no love. Now you're getting players going there, you know, which is a good thing. Believe me, at some point, Deion Sanders is going to vote and go to a big college. He's doing very well there. He was – if Florida State would have came to him for a job offer, he would have left Jackson State. It's a guarantee. He's there now. The right opportunity is going to happen because he's doing well at Jackson State. But believe me, no one has loyalty. The players – the coaches, nobody. Hey, one thing that rules all is cash. Cash rules everything around me. That's a true statement. Deion Sanders get the right contract, he bouncing. Jackson State can't afford to keep him if somebody offers or doubles or triples his salary. Believe me, especially if it's a power five school. It's a wrap. Deion Sanders, he's very charismatic. Uh, he knows how to recruit. He knows how to talk. He's a Hall of Fame cornerback. He knows what it takes when he gets into these people's, uh, these kid, these young men living room, and he has the type of uh, uh, attitude and the type of charisma that people love and families will love. And he's, he's he has kids. He's a family man. He puts God first. So Saban just got to suck it up and take your L's, man. You know, you got to just take your L. But moving on. <laughs> So, I wanted to hit on this thing in F1 uh, about a driver named Lewis Hamilton. So, they're trying to ban him because he has a nose ring in his nose because they say it could be a fire hazard. Now, I want to mind you that F1 uh, is predominantly a white European sport. He is the only black male. He's biracial. 
but you know he's recognized as being black uh, in the driving sport. We had a, they had an incident last year where they basically robbed him of the championship. He would have had eight. He would have surpassed another uh, great legend because he's tied with one right now. Uh, and um, you know it was a big thing. You know it was it just seemed like it was a setup to make sure that Lewis didn't get number eight. Um, so he ended up getting this director end up getting lost his job and I believe that they're upset about that that he wielded that type of power to get somebody removed so now after 16 years his jury is a problem and they're just thinking about safety so these past 5 to 10 years that he had it it wasn't an issue it wasn't nothing about safety now it looks like you're basically singling him out and it like it's a vendetta type of thing going on. You know, like again, African-American male, very successful, very popular, the most popular driver. And I just think they don't like that. You know, like I said, man, some white, white people don't like the fact a black man can have that type of power and they want to so-called put you back in your place. You don't do this, you're suspended. And he already said he's not doing it. You know, it's just stupid. Something like a nose ring. Come on, man. Come on. It's so obvious what they're doing. It's so obvious what they're doing. But, you know, that's the nonsense that goes around in sports, man. It really is. Like, <laughs> it's just funny to me. It's really funny that, uh, that, that somebody was something as stupid as a fucking nose ring really like oh his nose is going to catch fire it's very important that he takes it out because his whole nose will catch fire and we won't be able to get out there come on bruh stop it it's obvious what y'all doing you salty that he got the race director fired you salty this black man is able to uh get things changed and you want to want to want to uh, use him as an example. Now you're trying to throw out there. Oh, be 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 a responsible, be 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 a mentor to the young drivers. Ah, already trying to paint him as a villain. Like I said, the news, the media, that's what they do when it comes to black men or a minority with power. When it's going too well, they look for any little thing, try to turn against them, make him look like oh he's not all about. You know, the best thing for the sport, he's about himself, he's selfish, shut the fuck up. That's bullshit, you're deliberately going after this man, and you're salty about last year. He 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 he, he sat there and ate that humble pie, because he could have went to court, and probably would have won that. But he didn't want to win the championship like that, because he was going to have to deal with that shit. And then, and then they're going to try to put an asterisk behind it. When, and, 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 and when it's, it's factually seen with everybody's eyes that you, you robbed him. It was, it's just facts. But he took that humble pie. But y'all can't take it. it, it y'all can't take it. So y'all coming up with all this extra shit, all this dumb shit to, to bring up to try to strip him uh, of his, the rest of, all, of the, 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 the rest of his dignity. You know, he's already uh, 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 dealing with how y'all stroked him. And now y'all want to just Continue to put the knife in and twist it. 
But I hope he don't take the goddamn thing out. That's ridiculous. Idiots. Foolish. Dumb. Go away. Stupid. Anyway. A few moments later. So. The NFL is about to get ready to meet up with Deshaun Watson. Pretty sure they're going to discuss the case. And he's going to, of course, defend himself. So we're about to get ready to find out if this man is going to end up be getting getting suspended for six games. You know, it's hard to say. I just think you have to wait for everything to play out. Um, I don't have a answer here or there. You know what should happen if if he if 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 he was found innocent in in these other courts. I mean, in the civil case is different. It's almost like the O.J. Simpson trial where he was found or he was acquitted rather. Uh, of murdering his wife and the, uh, the, 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 the house uh, renter uh, that stayed uh, stayed there. Um, I don't even think it, man, I take that back. That was Cato Kalen. He was the person that lived in the back. The other guy was somebody that was assumed to be dating her, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, he was found uh, not guilty of murdering his ex-wife, but in a civil case, he was found guilty. So this is pretty much the same thing, where you're you're found innocent in the, in the actual court that can put you in jail, and in the civil court, you are basically guilty, and that shit sticks with you, and you can get punitive damages. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, if in a civil court, if he's found guilty, um, again, it's not actual court case in which he was found innocent in uh, where they didn't they didn't even move forward because it wasn't it wasn't just wasn't enough there to go forward on it's almost like a he say she say type situation uh, so as far as the civil court it's totally different so we just have to wait to see I think the NFL is just gonna have to wait to see because if he goes through the civil process and he's adamant you know he's not guilty of anything so if he goes through that process, and it seems like he is, and he's found uh, not guilty, then he will be starting week one. No doubt, unless he has some type of injury. So, yeah, it's like a wait and see, man. Like I said, I'm, 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 I'm in the middle. I'm waiting and seeing. I'm not passing no judgment. I'm going to sit, wait, and see how everything go. That's how you should go about these type of situations. You know, factual. You just have to sit and wait. Yeah, so, anyway, moving on. A few moments later. So, Chet Holmgren, the basketball player, uh, coming out of Gonzaga, you know, he was asked the question, uh, who's the best player? And, uh, and in his eyes, who's the best player in the league? And his response was, I am when I get there. <laughs> Holy shit, I was like Okay I like that And my whole thing is Why in the fuck should I have to say LeBron is the best Jordan is the best Now Let me roll back I always say that Jordan is the best basketball player to live But I'm not a basketball player I played basketball to a certain level Had a back surgery Couldn't play no more Pretty decent Very competitive I had that Mamba mentality but I also had a, a serious back injury that prevented me from moving forward. 
But if I was a basketball player, I'm not saying anybody's better than me. Why in the fuck do I have to say LeBron is better than me? I don't give a care if I'm a rookie coming in. I'm the best player in the league once I hit the floor. That's how you should be. I'm not bowing down to no one. Just like the rapper Game saying, I'm the best rapper alive. Fuck Eminem. That's facts. I'm not going to kiss nobody else's ass. I'm laying claim to that. Whether I am or not, in my mind, I am. And that's extra motivation for me to be better. Whether it's writing bars or whether it's hooping. And I like that shit. I like Check Hunger coming in with immediate swag. I'm the best player when I get into the league. He don't have to settle. He don't. It ain't about showing respect. He's not disrespecting anybody. He's just showing faith in himself. There's no written book saying that you can't say that you're the best. You should never say that. You, sh- you should always say you're the best. You should never say anyone is better than you. I wouldn't. That's bullshit. That's, to me, a sign of weakness. You're a fucking jungle. In the jungle, you're a lion. You're a king. You're on top of the mountain. You're Mufasa. I'm not going to act like Simba. I'm not going to follow behind somebody and be in awe. No, I'm going to take the lead immediately. I'm Mufasa. Chet Hungram said, I'm Mufasa. When I get in the league, I'm Mufasa. That's how most of these players, even the players that's in the league, fuck that. Who's the greatest player of all time? Me. (laughs) Even if the shit is false, me. (laughs) That's how you got to come. Some type of holy grail not to say that. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. Me. How you like that? I'm the greatest. And I'm on the back of the bench averaging two points a game. <laughs> it is what it is, baby. It's called confidence. You got to have swag, man. Like my boy Tyler Hero. Got that, got, the, got the fashion swag going. Got that cockiness going. That's how you is when people doubt you, man. That shit is irritating. You work hard to get where you at. People still doubting you. You know? When you don't let that self-doubt slip, slip in because you know who you are as a player, man, don't give a fuck about nobody say. You ignore the outside noise. You have tunnel vision. You focus on what you got to do. That's what Giannis do. That's Tyler, Tyler Hero got that swag. Most great players got that swag. Really, you really don't respond to people. and You don't even give them any of your good energy. It's all about positive energy, man. Keep that positive energy going. Don't let nobody come in and take that energy from you. Because that's what these critics try to do. That's what these sportscasters try to do. They like to spew that hate. They want to bring you down. They want to kick you while you're down and while you're up. They want to kiss your ass and talk about how great you are. Then when you fall down, they want to kick you down and keep you down. That's what Stephen Naismith do. That's what Count Dracula, Skip Bayless do. That's what heavy lip, heavy, heavy 30-pound beard, um, Big Perkins do. Kick you while you're down. And some other some some of these other sportscasters do it too. Follow me knows Nick Nick uh Wright does it. You know? They try to kick you when you're down, but oh, they praise you while you're up. But Nick, I give Nick one thing, man. He rides. He rides LeBron. Oh yeah. Nick is like that bull rider. That the bull can't get off. He 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 was able to conquer the bull. He stays on. You can't throw him off. He does not waver with LeBron. I, I appreciate that with him because I'm like that with Michael Jordan. You're a true fan. You stay you you stay dedicated 
to who you feel is great in your eyes. That's the beauty of having your own opinion. That's why I like the Max Kellerman. Because he didn't just tote the line. I mean, he really felt that way. Stephen A. couldn't stand that. Stephen A. would be hot. Stephen A. was getting so stressed out with that man, they pushed this lining back about five more inches. He had to go. If he would have kept up, <laughs> Stephen A. would have had nothing but a patched ponytail in the back. A square tail. <laughs> yeah, but, man, that's crazy. But I love that. I love that man. That I love Chet Holmgren with that swag remark. I'm the best. I'm the fucking best. No one is better. Chet, is all, Chet Holmgren is all but 102 pounds soaking wet. But I feel him. I feel him. He's the best. He gonna stick to that. But other than that, man, like I always say, man, I appreciate talking to you guys. I'm about to get ready to get up out of here. I'm about to roll out. And like I always say about this time, no one can do it better. I'm G Weave. This is Don't Cut Me Off. And I'm out of here. Peace. No one can do it better. No one, no one can do it better. No one can do it better.